Hello and welcome to another episode of Last Call for Adventure. So excited to be here as we ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time. Let's go around and meet our wonderful players as well as their amazing characters that they're playing for our last episode. Oh gosh, my heart sunk when I said it. Of uh, of this crew, we'll start with Burke. Burke, who are you? Who do you play? Uh, I play uh, Gokhead the Undead. Um, little conniving, little uh, undead. He's got a condition. Uh, there's something wrong with him, and he's got he he has love. He has a love for gold and all things uh, money wise, and he's in uh, an interesting predicament right now in this uh, in this cave. So I'm excited to see how things play out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Blibbles. You got yourself in a pickle there, Mr. Gawkhead. <laughs> Greed has caught up to you, Mr. Gawkhead. About to be put that to the test, that undeadness. I play Blibble, um, a goblin warlock, and um, also in a bit of a pickle, encountering a uh, an entity of the past that he was formerly bonded with. Um... And yeah, we're, I don't know what's going to happen. I have a few ideas of what's what may play out, but yeah, I play Blibble. Um, and uh, it's it's the the last episode of this uh, this crew, and maybe all of us forever. Who knows? We're gonna die. We're gonna die, Dan. What are you playing? <laughs> <Woo! laughs> oh, I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing uh, Nameless, a orc fighter, and I'm currently caught between deciding if I want to save someone who wronged me or let them face the um, got the cobbles that are his fault. So I'm kind of living that middle decision. I don't know which way he's going to go yet. It's going to be an exciting episode, though. Lots of everything's going to come to a conclusion. Everyone's a little... Uh... Well, I guess I shouldn't, I shouldn't say everyone's a little weak. It's really just Gawkhead that's taken a little bit of a beating. Um, Blue, you're doing pretty good, aren't you, on health and stuff? Mm-hmm. My sheet says otherwise. <laughs> ah, where were you at when we ended? Apparently, well, if, if the numbers are to be... Uh, no, I think we're actually all pretty fucked up other than Nameless. If I remember correctly, we're going into this kind of because uh, we, you know, we went through fighting the uh, the kobolds. Were they kobolds or were they gob? No, they weren't kobolds. Kobolds. They were kobolds. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were fighting them, and then we had more of them kind of being uh, called in, and then we stopped that from the uh, the sorcerer that had the horn calling them in, um, and we're kind of beat up, and now we're trapped, and uh, that's why I'm like, I don't really. Um, <laughs> I think God like, you know, I got a, I got a hail mary ace in my my sleeve, ace in my hole, ace in the hole. I said ace in my sleeve. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I just got, I just drove an hour and a half from in the middle of nowhere, Texas, to 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 be here right in time. I'm <laughs> settling in. You got, a, you got an ace in in your hole. Ace in your hole. This is an expression. I got, I got eighth in my hole. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm talking 
Listen, you don't, you don't got to tell me. I, I get it. I do know what it's like. No, nah, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, where we last left off, uh, <laughs> one of our, two of our players actually succumbed to the temptation of gold and were afflicted with a curse, a rather curious curse that they were able to, well, only one of them was able to cure themselves of by returning the cursed coins from whence they came. Otherwise, surely they would be destined to choke and drown on their own greed, a very slow and painful death for those that cannot find a way out. But luckily for our adventurers, one of our party members was able to find a way out. The other other party member found themselves struggling in that same sort of capacity to uh, get out since they were burdened by this gold dripping from their pockets, weighing them down, coughing up coins, and were attacked by kobolds that managed to separate the party somewhat. Where we left off, a great wall of flame erupted from the mouth of this cavern, separating. Uh, Bertha and Blibble from Gawked and Nameless. As the caverns echoed with more skittering kobolds coming to reinforce the, the, that sort of um, advance, uh, I guess, platoon you had fought, um, Nameless, you look back and forth between Gawked and the exit. What do you do? <laughs> Nameless is sitting there pondering and he can't decide if he wants to fend off these remaining kobolds or go the other way so he's going to leave it the chance and pull out um a pair of dice and roll them and s- let fate decide what he'll do <laughs> he's gonna, he'll roll a 20 sided dice and if it's higher than 10 he will save <laughs> um Gakhead, but if it's lower than that, he's just going to leave him to a so ten or higher, or higher than ten. Ten or higher. Okay. Well, I only get one through nine. That's right. And he rolled a nineteen, so he decides to do the noble thing, and he's going to rescue Gakhead, even though he may not deserve. Yay! It. <laughs> yeah. Yay! <laughs> the same fates are with me. Yeah. We're out of initiative order. We spent a lot of time in initiative order last episode, so we're not going to start an initiative order on this one. I'm sure there will be thoughts about that. Also, I was thinking about the death save thing, and I do think it happens at the beginning of your turn, and so many people were upset about that. Fam, it's a live show, and sometimes, and I had never, like, I've encountered a natural 20 on a death save maybe, like, once in my several years of playing <laughs> so it's never it's never something I've thought so hard about is whether it happens at the beginning or end of a turn. But yeah, um, people, yeah, people forget that it's a live show, and also like you have the ability to think about it, sit, look up every different thing. Like on the live show, we got to go, we got to keep shit moving. And even well, if, and, and even if we're not wrong, to be shady, but for a lot of people, wrong. this is this is the only game they play. And I'm like, this week I'm running Morkborg and Vampire the Masquerade. Like, I have yeah. to have like 30 Ooh. systems in my head at just about any time. 
And I'm also yeah. running Cyberpunk Red next week. So if you think mm -hmm. I'm not going to flub a rule here and there, mm -hmm. and I play Warhammer regularly, which granted is a completely different game, but then sometimes I bring that over. Um, Berkey would have loved it. I actually assembled my um, Elysidian Star Striders yesterday when hanging Ooh. out at Penny Arcade. Yeah, so I'm excited to field <laughs> them against Jerry, who I am sure will stomp me into the ground um, when we fight each other. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I can finish getting them painted. Anyways. <clears throat> the Lithium Dark Strider. Yeah, for sure. Hammer. Awesome. Do you want to know about them, Max? I, I, I do, but I, I you know, I, there's a they're JP really cool. So they're like, what's called a rogue crew, which is a sort of roving band of, of traders aboard a trade vessel. But sometimes they get recruited into the Inquisition, which is this branch of uh, the of the um, I guess of the Imperium that I don't know what the Inquisition is. Oh, OK, OK. We, we yeah. play. I, I educated him. He knows because <laughs> I, I know you play Total War, Max but that's fantasy. So. Fair. So, you know, yeah. So they sometimes get. Uh, recruited into the Inquisition to carry out tasks. And there's a kill team in 40K that includes this like rogue crew as well as like Assassinorum, which are special assassins that are recruited into the Inquisition as well. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of times they work for the branch called, I think, like the Ordo Hereticus. Um, or wait, no, that's the Adeptus Sororitas. I think they work with the Ordo Malleus more. But, anyways. I'm sure I'll be corrected on that too if I messed it up. There's a lot of us <laughs> at the end of words and rum and a lot of like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just for all yeah. The, terminology. the Adeptus Soratus. Yes, there Roman is. Yeah. Style. Yeah, they're yeah, very, very Roman. Roman you yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The <laughs> branches of the Inquisition are uh, Zenos, Malleus, Hereticus, and they all are specialize in different <laughs> kinds of heresy that they put down. Like, you know, you might have one that specializes in aliens and one that specializes in taking down like rogue psychers and they all have like different specialties. But anyways, 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 anyways. <laughs> we could, all right, that's, now we're going to make a podcast now. So. Yeah. Just roll two melee hits. These are minions. So as long as you hit, they die. Um, if not, they'll deal a small amount of damage to you. So that's one kill. And that's the second. Yes. Perfect. Boom, boom. Now, the way this is going to work is it's now a matter of getting in and out of the cavern before more of the larger entities arrive. So you dispatch of these two minions easily, two careless flicks of your greatsword, and these kobolds cease to exist on this plane, as, as far as you know, and go to rejoin their makers as the caverns echo with their cries of death, you hear, like I said, small claws skittering on the stones, the smooth black stone around you. And you see Gawked struggling to walk towards this massive hoard of gold. At this point, occasionally coughing up much larger pieces of gold instead of just coins. You know, there's sometimes a gold chain in there, sometimes a signet ring. And you think even a small chalice at this point um, has, has start to come up as the, as the curse really begins to take hold. 
Nameless will uh, run to Gokhead and say to him, you do not deserve my help, but I will help you unlike you would not help me. I'm going to save your life this day so you may one day save someone else's. You will pay this forward. And he helps him grab the bag and start tugging it towards the pile. Mary did say I wouldn't help you. I mean, I was just trying to help you get paid. After all, I was just, you know, I was the only one. The only one that was like, hey, you want some money? That that was me. That was me, okay? And I, I, you know, I, could, could you talk with, uh, you know, stuff's coming out of your throat. So I just want to make sure <laughs> on, on the level. <laughs> Did you just RP check someone? <laughs> just RP check yeah. You're like a cat with hairballs right now. <laughs> it's Burke, of course. I gotta do it to Burke. Most but of the people probably leave it to me. Freaking gold. I'm, uh, you know, we're tr- I'm trying to, I'm helping. God, uh, taking Godhead's help. Oh, gosh dang it. Taking Nameless's help. You RP check me now. I'm all messed up. Uh, the pull. I think it's his bag, right? It's his bag full of treasure. It's Godhead's yeah. treasure bag. Yes. And, yes. and, and of course he's aware of what happened with the pants. He had to throw it back at the pile. Like we're just trying to throw it into the pile with the mm-hmm. rest of the stuff. Much to his, um, the sadness nameless, in his eyes. Since you're helping, um, we will add half your proficiency bonus rounded up, but Gokhead, go ahead and make the athletics check. Athletics. And we all know that Gokhead has amazing athletics with his hanging flesh and, and such. Yes. By the way, Nameless, that smell is still there from last <laughs> night. Yeah, the burn. Because, you know, he has no oils, you know, just, just mm-hmm. seared Roasting dead flesh. That's that's died multiple good. times. It's it's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and since uh, nameless has a plus six, I think to athletics, that brings you to a twelve, which is enough. You swing it back, swing it forward, swing it back again, let it go, and as the bag goes flying and lands with a crash on top of the dragon horde. You feel yourself grow lighter as gold ceases to spill from your pockets and from your armpits and from everywhere. And this sort of hand of greed is released from your shoulder. In a lot of ways, you feel lighter. But in other ways, you feel a longing for the glitter in front of you. Probably the opposite of Nameless, who never wants to see a coin again. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Gawkat's not happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, he'll, he'll look, uh, look over at Nameless and then say, oh, Now what? We need to leave. We don't have time. I hear more coming. <sighs> okay. Or if perhaps you would like me to bury you here next to your gold. No, no, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way back to the entrance and see this wall of fire formed above or in front of you, kind of closing it off from you. On the other side, Blibble, Bertha 
interposes herself between you and the smoky sort of half corporeal form of your former patron, the Afridi. Um, and you suddenly realize she's gently like pushing you with her back arm while levying her great axe now, putting away her hand axes, levying her great axe against this entity. And as she pushes you with her back arm, she just looks at you and says meaningfully, I already had a shot at life. Go, run. Just so I have the, the, the scenario of it, like we're stuck here, aren't we? There's no place to run, or is there a place to run? There is a place to run. Let's actually switch over to the second map. I thought we were like Since trapped in something. between walls of flame and like uh, area being blocked. Um, I'm just trying to properly visualize. You're outside. So yeah, scenario. you're actually outside the entrance. Uh, so, oh, I need to drag the players over here. This is actually pretty, pretty close. The inside of the cave looks a little different, but don't worry about that. So um, the wall of flame. Let's see if I can create a. little visual effect time mm -hmm. to roll 20 is a little slow today we're not sponsored so i can say that <laughs> <laughs> i have to like double check with myself like i can't seem to drag this token over let me refresh real quick it's always the best scenario when you're sponsored by something, even if it's something that works well, but in that in that moment, whatever game or whatever program you're using, yeah. of course, is going to act up, and you kind of be like, sometimes hey, it, it happens. It takes a second to load these amazing effects. <laughs> uh, this never happens. It's always so good, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. Here we go. So. Uh, In the meantime, I will let you guys know a quick draft fact. They have four chambered stomach, just like a cow, and they will uh, eat something, you know, chew it a little bit, but not a whole lot, because they have a front kind of plate that's made of hard cartilage on the top, mm -hmm. and teeth on the bottom. They'll chew it, it'll go down into a part of it, process it, digest a little bit, and it'll come back up for more chewing. How crazy oh. is that? Yeah, That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I wish I, I could have so have many my food draft come facts. back up so I could do it more. That'd be nice, you know. Like soften a, it up, eat first. a nice, yeah, eat mm. a nice steak and have it go down, then come back up and try come it back again, up. You know? Reintroduce that flavor. Mm -hmm. It's like <laughs> like the burp that you get. You know what I mean? As humans, oh, yeah. you get a little bit of that flavor back, but they get to chew it again. So it's like, yeah, but burps don't taste good. That depends on what you uh -huh. speak for yourself, man. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me you've never had yeah. an experience where you burp and you're like mm, that was good earlier yeah it's got a little, little flash of the flavor seriously it never tastes it never tastes the way it did the first time around no well, no of course not, not. enjoying you get like my a little, burps it's like a little wisp a little a little echo of the flavor that was mm-hmm it's like a reminder remember how good that was? you were the you were the odd one out here in this scenario everyone else here is like yep that's right that. Dan, do you do you concur, Dan? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it does not taste the same when it comes up. Oh, we're on our own in a sea. It's not the same, but depending on what you eat, you know, sometimes it's unpleasant. "Mm, That's good. (laughs) Yeah, but if you eat something, let's say you tried something that was like uh, new and you weren't fond of the flavor. If you burped in that scenario, it'd be like, oh, I don't really want to experience that again. No, but it never tastes the same as the first time. Like, it's always like somehow like not like it's like nastier. Oh, that's only because bile mixes it. with it. It's not that big a deal, though. You know, I don't know. It sounds. It sounds <laughs> like some of us are just a little more. The bottom half, like it's, we're d- divided down the middle. <laughs> All right, chat. What are your take on this? <laughs> oh my gosh! What are you in chat? Who's right? Huh? Who's right? <laughs> and leave a comment down below, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Um. Here we go. Yeah, go ahead and place your place yourselves. Actually, um, Wibble, I think you'd be like roughly here. Martha's standing in front of you. This is that sort of narrow amphitheater I was talking about last episode, where you're. It's not exactly a canyon. There are spaces in between these rocks just imagine that but you have these like sort of you're in what used to be um a riverbed and now there's these not some natural rock formations and then others like funeral cairns that have been erected around you kind of making it feel like you're in a bit of a gully um these are scalable walls to either side of you it's just difficult terrain so you move at half movement speed um, since it is an upward, an upward climb and it is uh, like almost gravelly. Um, and you would know that, especially because you watched Bertha scale one of them to get a better vantage. And it took some time because every step she would take, you know, her feet would kind of move back another, another foot because it was like this, this thin gravel that just kind of crumbled as you tried to climb it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inside the cavern on the other side of that wall of fire in fact at this point you can probably just begin to to see them um we have Gawked, who i can't seem to drag the token okay so this, there we this go. is the interior this is the cave where we just escaped from yes yes that's where you were and oh gotcha why do those tokens look so much larger than the <laughs> other two i, I or no, maybe they're the same size. <laughs> and I'm just tired. I think that might be it. So this wall of fire has come up behind um, the smoky shape of the Afridi, mm-hmm. um, blocking off the rest of your party, but not necessarily blocking you off. Bertha stands between this entity as it's like sort of reaching out towards you with smoky claws. And like I said, brandishes her greatsword while telling you to run. Um, Gokhead looks at her and goes like, I, I can't, I can't ask that of you. This, this is my, this is my responsibility. They, they want me just cause you already lived. That, that doesn't matter. And besides I brought you back. I, 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 I couldn't live with that. And, and, and then, I, it, 
well, nameless anyways. Gok had, you know, he, he's got his own sins about him in this scenario, but... <sighs> <sighs> Shit. He looks at, he like kind of looks at Scoria, you know, mm-hmm. assuming that they haven't just immediately attacked, you know, flair for the dramatic as, as Yeah, yeah, is. no, he's definitely the type to draw things out, so he hasn't immediately attacked. Yeah. He as you say Scoria. this, Mm-hmm. Scoria says to you, hearing your words, heeding them, he says, um, Oh, brave are we. Listen, Scoria, why are you so obsessed with me? Number one. Number two, I've been brave before. You? Brave? When? You're a pathetic worm of a thing. Blibble looks at his his, uh, two-star, you know, uh, badges and stuff and like, well, you don't just get this for nothing. And and even being here, if I was a complete coward, I would have been gone already. Mm, Plus there was that thing from that other time. Back when uh, you were still all up in my head. You miss me? Is that why you're here? You owe me a pact was struck. And just because you didn't finish school doesn't mean you don't finish the things you agree to. You were given two separate missions. You failed both. Not without trying. And you know what? A pact was struck, but it wasn't fair, and you know it. That's how your deals go, isn't it? I just happen to have my eyes opened, and an opportunity to cleanse myself of you presented itself. The deal was simple, Blibble. I help you gain power without you doing any of the work. And in return... You get me what I need to return to this plane of existence instead of this smoky, half-realized four. But if you dropped out of school, I guess it was my folly to think you could ever commit to anything. Commitment has nothing to to do with it. Your commitments is sort of your brand. Commitment has nothing to do with it. It's just when something isn't worthwhile and you realize it, or there's ulterior motives and things at play that you didn't understand before, but you do now. It's valuing your own time, your own life, and valuing where you want that life to go. And speaking of valuing life, something you know nothing about, you would have had me killed. The things you had me doing, you don't care about me. You don't care about anybody you bond with. You entice them with power. And then, surely once they get rid of their youth, you wouldn't have cared if I died? Is that what you did to Gokhead? that why he was being weird? That's how the world works, Blibble. Care about people? You're pathetic. You're such a disappointing disciple. I'm rather happy now that I reflect upon it that my gifts have been cleansed from you. You are not fit to wield them. 
nor do I want them. And at that, Blibble in his in his head goes, <clears throat> I don't know if you're there, but I'm pretty sure I'm fucked without your help. I'm not strong right now. Uh, let's be honest, I'm, I'm pretty close to death. But I don't want this person to suffer because of me. And he, motion, he like looks at Bertha for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I might need you're to help you. Entreating your deity. Um, make a make a arcana or religion check. You may do so with advantage since you're drawing on uh, a very wholesome place of trying to protect Bertha who's like ready to fight this thing here. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. I can't see it. Is it good? Yay! Seven, seven, <laughs> seven. Terrible. Pretty good, yeah. As you say this, you feel a warm like presence in your chest again. That same presence of this antlered entity who had saved you before. And you feel a cool wind come rushing through this this sort of this this um gully that you're in. You feel it wash over you, kind of washing away the oppressive heat coming off of this entity. As the wind picks up and it almost feels like it's going to blow you over like you know you you start to feel like you're having a hard time staying on your feet it also blows out the wall of fire and even sends scoria several feet back and as it does you feel on the wind scintillating light almost as though your extremities have gone numb and you recover I'm going to roll for it. All of your... Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. You Oh, wow. I rolled very high. Um, You recover the equivalent of eight hit dice. You can roll them to see how much you recover. And that's for all of you. It's an AoE. As well as... Um, that one I didn't roll as high. One spell slot for Gawkhead and Blibble. As nice. this arcana kind of soars through you, this almost as though a rift to the Feywilds have been opened for just a brief moment. And the healing, rejuvenating air full of magical energy imbues you and your companions. And then you see Scoria kind of like gather his dark energy to him in anger and rage, and the rift is closed. Are we all supposed to be rolling those dice? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, get, oh. you can, you can, you can click basically up to eight times the, the, hit, the thing where it says hit dice um, underneath, you know, your temporary hit points and your actual hit points. If you just click on hit dice, It'll roll that hit die, and uh, she said it gives it. You can click it up to eight times. Basically, that's how many hit dice you've you've gotten to to use because of this effect. 
So click it as many times until you get up to, to full health, because I'm pretty sure you will. It'd be you'd have to roll incredibly ter- terribly in order not to. Oh, okay. So we're we're basically healing back to full for this fight. Yes. If you uh, oh, I thought we I thought we only gained eight health and that was it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, eight, eight hit die. It could have been as I was like, oh, I'll roll because you got the seventeen. I was like, oh, I'll roll. That'll be like, you know, three d six. And I happened to roll high enough that it was eight, but it could have been between between three and eighteen. So, basically, oh you're welcome. <laughs> so Scoria gets pushed back a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wall of flame fire, snuffed out. Yeah. And we get this this uh, healing boon as well as recovering one spell slot. Yes. For casters. Yeah. Seeing nameless looking noble and rejuvenated behind him and you looking ready for the fight and kind of like healed up seeing your wounds closed in front of you being pushed back near Gokhead's feet. You feel the smoke kind of swirl around you, Gokhead, as he says, it's not too late. You can still join me. I can cure your affliction. And in return, all you have to do is exact my vengeance upon this blibble he is but a blip in the lifespan of those who serve in a free tea in 20 years you won't even remember this (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) that's true I wouldn't remember him nor do I care but I did warn you about what would happen if you didn't follow through with what you said, didn't I? Which did happen. <laughs> yeah. I was frustrated. I wanted him alone. And you failed in the task, so I had a little amusement with a greed curse. You can hardly blame me for entertaining myself. And I stopped it before you died. Or I would have, rather. So this is, I'm, I'm, this is one of those things where, like, I, I had no idea how this is going to go. But, like, as, as the story has been played out, um, he lost his gold. <laughs> you Fair. Know, he's, uh... Fair. It didn't get what was promised. Uh, so I mean, this is a, this is a, this is Gokhead in a very angry state, and um, and I also have no idea if this is going to have any effect or not. But you know, at this point, Gokhead would uh, see the entity, and he's so pissed off that, that his everything that he acquired for this entire adventure is now in that pile, and he's still not been cured. So. We're going to go with Ray of Enfeeblement on Scoria. Hey! Yeah. yeah. 
you get the first hit for free since it's a sucker punch. And then after that, go ahead and roll for initiative. This is uh, not exactly how I thought it would go, but the, I mean, the way it's going, this is exactly how this character would be. Oh, roll for initiative, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Boop. Token. What? I did click the token. Don't lie to me, stupid little twenty. <laughs> well, they got a seventeen. Hate <laughs> that. It's like. You wanted to select the result of this roll of the church track of a no valid token was selected. Uh, Bertha rolls with advantage, so she's got a 22. Scoria has an 8. <laughs> you have chose. Wisely, coquette. <laughs> I was going to say thank you, Barry, for being our dice fairy because. <laughs> thank you, dice reason, fairy. Roll twenty keeps uh, hoeing us a little bit on the on the on the initiative tracker. All right. So, you cast Ray of Enfeeblement. Um, go ahead and make a ranged spell attack. It should be in that middle block. Let me double check on your sheet, actually. These are loading so slowly for me today. Uh, that's Ray of Sickness. Where's the Ray of Enfeeblement? Um, I, I, it should be in the chat. Oh, it's a spell. Wait. Am I reading on the black beam of enervating energy springs from your finger? So make a ranged spell attack against the target on a hit. The target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. At the end of each of the target's turns, it can make a constitution saving throw against the spell. Um, so you still have to roll to hit. You get a plus six to your attack rolls. So just go ahead and give me a uh, a D20 plus six. That's something I click here. Or do I have to type something out? Um, I think you can type it out because it's not in your quick actions. Or actually, it's the same as Ray of Sickness. So if you hit Ray of Sickness, it should, it should do the same thing. A 25, that's a hit. I have no idea if this is going to do a damn thing to score you. I have no idea what they're capable of. All I know is that it's, it's, it's a rage moment. Ah! <laughs> time moves in almost in slow motion for the rest of you as you see like Gokit almost speaking to himself and then the hands come up and this this sickly light spills out of his hands as he pelts um scoria with these enfeebling energies you see the pale green light kind of scintillating off of his smoky form as he howls in rage bertha sees her moment and attacks first with the great axe um 
think she gets two hits. Yes, she gets two hits. She's raging. So that's an 18 and a 17. Both of those are hits. For a... I'm using a separate dice rollers for her because it's easier. Uh, for a 14 and a 10 for a total of 24 damage. Um, it's pretty good out the gate. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Let me actually... And again, this is Scoria. I don't really know what they're going to do. You actually get to see a um, HP bar on this one, since it is like the, the main boss fight. And I like to... I clicked HP three times and it's not... <laughs> oh, wait, there it is. Okay. And then... Oh, wait, but y'all can't see it. On the screen. I cannot. I hate that. I hate that for me. Let me refresh again. In my mind, I just hear while we're doing this, like we're just standing there and then it's Skyrim, like you're in a battle music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm like fighting Never with roll. With roll 20 today. Um, my end, I see a health bar, but I can see on your end that you don't. Right? Uh, new. I don't see Sometimes anything. I can see stuff if I look at like the main, like uh, what JP's, you know, capturing, but this time, no. <clears throat> I can't even click that I'm controlling it. Like, the entire thing is, like, locking me out. It's very frustrating, very annoying. Mm. Um, okay. I guess we will move forward without a health bar. That makes me a little sad, but... Um, you could just tell us fighting. the health. Yeah, happens. it's about 10% health. Her cool. two blows. Yeah, I don't know why it's not letting me... Yeah, it's just being very, being very frustrating. Okay. So yeah, she swings at it twice with her great axe, um, landing two blows to the creature's back. Um, it's like Scoria lets out like a small like, <sighs> but still stands strong, at least for the time being. Blibble, you're up. Blibble, uh, seeing what happened with, with Gawkhead and the last words that he says were like, like I don't need your powers, you know? Um, right before he casts Hex and Eldritch Blast, he goes, and I see they don't either. And then he throws the Hex and um, follows it up with a agonizing Eldritch Blast. Amazing. Who saw that coming? <laughs> it's crazy. Is that a new the- spell? It's a new one. Yeah, it's a new one. I'm trying it out. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Uh, a 19. A 19 is a hit. That would be 9 plus, I believe, 4, which is my charisma modifier. 
or a 13. Yep. And then one roll one D six. It's a two. 15 total damage on the first. I believe I have one more. Second. This is also not updating the health for me. <laughs> so the first one was a 13. Uh, it's 15 total. 15 total. Perfect. Mm-hmm. With everything. Okay. And then uh, go ahead and roll for your second beam. Yeah. Switching hands. In. A 16. The first one collides with Scoria, dealing a a sort of like hearty blow, kind of blowing away some of this thick, choking smoke that is like filling the air around you. The second one he's almost prepared for and raises one shadowy claw and stops it. Damn, he he Dragon Ball Z'd me. (laughs) Gawkhead, you're up. Oh, uh, well, let's see. Um, I also wonder, like, if some of this stuff would even work against Scoria. Uh, Well, shoot. Are you telling uh, me how the about, whole time we were doing all this other stuff, you weren't looking at what you could do in your next move? You're not D&Ding hard enough. Uh, man, I know. It's his first yeah. time, Max. <laughs> As if we're, we're harsh. <laughs> Keep checking him today. Damn. Yeah. It's the last Check time I get crazy. to do so in a little while. Let me have this. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I, I will... Uh, I mean, Gawkhead is just, you know, staring down. Or I guess, I don't know, is is Scoria standing up now or still kind of on the ground? No, he was like kind of hunched down. And now he's like kind of raised himself up to his full height as he turns around to like deflect that Eldritch Blast from Blibble. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Well, once, okay, if if, now that if Scoria was still. Blow to the ground, then I'd be doing like an Emperor Palpatine thing, like ah, you know. But since uh, Scoria stood up now, okay, Gawkhead's mm-hmm. gonna move behind Nameless. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna just take uh, a couple steps back. Oh wait, no, is this the attack I would, opportunity? Yeah, oh, that gosh! would provoke ah! an op attack. Okay, you, you can. Okay, okay, okay. You haven't, you haven't finished. You haven't finished saying anything. It is. It is his turn next turn, so it might be wiser to try to avoid the op attack versus right. Yeah, being yeah, yeah. in still, his melee range next turn. But it's completely up to you. So I have to. What is the ability to disengage? Then that's what I want to do. Disengage, that would take your uh, action, but you can do that unless you have okay. something that allows you to disengage on a bonus action, which some some classes do, like rogues. I believe even Blibble. Uh, I have that, yeah. Dis- that's what yeah, allows me to, dis- as a bonus, a bonus action, action, I can disengage or I can hide, which I yeah. usually do. I don't believe I... I so if you have that. a feature like that, you can use it on a bonus action and still use your action to do something. But unless you have a feature like that, it will take your action to disengage and then your movement to hide behind Nameless. I, I don't see... Uh, 
I don't see anything that lets me do that. So at least not not from my not from a glance anyway. Mm-hmm. But I do want to get away from her or him, whatever. Yeah, this that's bean fair. Is um, it's completely fair. Do I have to roll for something to disengage? Uh, no, you just get to do it. Yeah, so you oh, just you okay. don't provoke an op attack. Yeah, you disengage. You basically spend your action um, kind of deflecting its attack so you can move back without taking any damage. Okay. Um, I well, see the health bar. Yes, you're supposed to. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. Yay. Anyway, Gawkhead will uh, disengage and then, okay. uh, and then kind of back up right here. Still, still should be able to see Scoria. Um, but then, you know, kind of looks to, to Nameless and, you know, is like, um, I've got your back. Don't worry. Just, you know, <laughs> just watch out for the flamey stuff. Oh, great. I feel so secure now. Thank you. <laughs> and I guess with that, my turn is done, you know. Oh, your cowardice knows no bounds. Um, okay. He's going to do two things, I think. Yes. All right. So first, he surges forward towards Blibble, enraged that you've spurned his offer, not once, but twice. Um, he strikes out at you with a shadowy scimitar. Oh, for a 13. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying the moment you know you might roll high yeah but that one does not hit as you duck underneath it deftly he swings again for a 24 um you see the sort of ancestors that were surrounding bertha before you've seen her channel them before come rushing out towards you blibble as she tries to shield you using her sort of barbarian uh, ancestral protectors. So whatever damage you'll take be, will be reduced by eight this turn since she's using her reaction to do that. Um, and that's going to be... Oh. See some damage roll. Okay, so not bad. And then there's a little bit of extra fire damage on the end of it. So as the scimitar strikes out um, and you feel like it's going to pierce through your flesh, you see like these these spiritual um, entities kind of spill forward from Bertha. She puts her axe out and channels it towards you. You see this scintillating wall of white light kind of in front of your eyes, and then you see the axe pierce through it. The first attack is reduced by eight, so you kind of get a glancing blow of, of four slashing damage as its, its shadowy scimitar comes down on you. And then you feel your blood start to boil as you take an additional four fire damage. And that is his turn. Does, does that does attack Raven... you strength for Raven Feeblement? 
Yeah, that's what it's, I was just about to ask. Dexterity, actually, uh, unfortunately. Damn. I was hoping that I was like choosing wisely at this random spell that I just threw out, but So how much total damage? Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm holding? No, it is strength. Yes! No, 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 it is strength. <laughs> I have done I have chosen wisely. It, it can it's one of those weapons that can be strength or dex, but to get the plus 10, it has to use its strength, not its dex. So I used it <laughs> using its strength because I forgot about the ray of enfeeblement. <laughs> Fantastic. I love this. Okay. So it's actually Blipple. half of that. <laughs> You're welcome, so Blipple. Four, the floor is unmitigated, but between right. Bertha's shield and the enfeeblement, so the first one is reduced to two. So a total of six damage. Total of six damage total that's coming through. Mm-hmm. All right. It has been mocked. Ow, slightly. All right. And really makes Blibble's blood boil. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, and then that's going to be its turn. Wait, did I accidentally skip someone? Oh, my turn's next, I think. Okay, okay, good, good, good. I, I didn't know if I clicked the next turn button twice or once, but all right, you are up, Nameless. All right, Nameless will run up behind and take a swing with the greatsword. Fantastic, roll to hit. And miss probably with a 10. Yeah, you see a shadowy claw come up and deflect the blade, holding it like for a brief second between its claws as you see sparks fly and it glances it aside. And that's the end of my turn. Oh my goodness. Um, it is Bertha's turn again. I think Bertha's just going to roll with, <laughs> with a great axe again. Uh, the first one is a 12 and misses. The second one is a 19 and hits, but only deals 10 damage. And you realize she's a bit shaken just seeing this massive hulking form in front of her. Um, so unflinching in its hatred and rage of trying to like kill you, Libble. Here we go. And then it is your turn again. My turn? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm. So, I currently am occupying this space. It mm -hmm. just moved. Why is it moving that way now? I was here, right? Um, I think you were it's one over. Out. Yeah, actually, yeah, I don't have the grid, so this. I don't actually. There have, we go. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what I would like to do <clears throat> is um move to this spot. Moving to this spot, I believe, would that invoke the attack of opportunity? No, because you're not I, I, leaving his melee I'm not range. Leaving the, the space, right? And yeah. if mm -hmm. my math is correct here, 
I'm trying to move in such a way where if I thunder stepped away 10 feet, you know, it's a, a 10 mm-hmm. feet, uh, each creature within 10 feet, would that be safe for these folk? If you do it from nameless? like here? Yes. No, you're safe. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, that is what Blibble's going to do. I'm trying to think. I, I guess, like, technically, Nameless is 10 feet away, but for me, it's like it, he's not in either of these. I'm just, because the entity is so like large. A, yeah. Because to me, I'm like, he would this just is, move far enough away to, to knowing the space that he's going to do it. So it's really up to you. But the idea is to move adjacent to Scoria in preparation for an attack and like kind of fake him out. That's exactly what he, he would be doing. He'd be trying gotcha. to like look like he's about to cast a spell and misdirect while really he was focusing on, I guess the, the point would be, cause I think with thunderstones have to be like, a, a, yeah, within you can see within range. So he wouldn't be able to see inside the cave necessarily to like get like up here and it probably wouldn't be great tactically. So he would move over here as far as he could see where he has sight line of Scoria. To, okay. Um, to uh, get some distance without invoking that attack and also dealing damage. So, gotcha. And you're just trying yep. to avoid hitting anybody. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Just kind of drawing Scoria's attention. He might even be like, "Hey, Scoria, miss me." You know, like just yeah. some taunts him. I think because and, uh, this is such a large entity, you could actually because if you do it there, you will hit Nameless. I think you can do it from here. Okay. If you, yeah, that's what I was asking to see, like leaving, what, yeah. what is the area? Yeah, that you're I'm not still leaving his so threat range because he does mm-hmm. occupy these four squares, yeah. and so you could uh, thunderstep from here over here, and then yeah, like so, like nameless is is involved in melee with him, and so is it's a it's a large entity, uh-huh. smoky, wispy, swirling, but large. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go like that. Make it look like he's about to cast another spell and catch Scoria's attention. And then mm-hmm. um, as soon as Scoria snaps attention, um, do Thunderstep and um, cause that to happen. So let's see. what's Is that a spot? Probably here. I don't know if this is like, can I occupy that edge? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And then from this, what I st- I'm assuming, yeah, still sightline because it's such a large creature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Easily. So he will go there. Well, yeah, because too much even... Movement. That might be too much movement. You see, as long as you can make um, eyesight to like one of these four squares, you have line of oh, sight. So, so even if you don't have it here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so... As he does that, it looks like he's about to cast like another Eldritch uh, blast, but instead, like, mm-hmm. um, shoots his hand downward and like kind of like towards the ground, and it goes, and you hear that loud crack and slap of the the spell happening as he teleports away. Um, doing, I think they make a con save. Again. Yeah, they make a save. I'm just gonna click the spell so we can see it because I don't think I can actually click it to do whatever the hell. Okay, I got a dirty 20 on the save. So they take half as much um, half of damage. 3 three D10, yeah, I'll roll that. Mm-hmm. Aren't your spell slots level 4? Maybe I'm misremembering. 
No, no, no. Maybe, maybe they're level three. <laughs> I think they're level three because it's only two below what you are typically, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 people, yeah. That's how I've remembered it. People have told me like usually it's like two below what your level is. Yeah, so yeah. Cast. Yeah. So some if someone can cast like a level six, well, they're usually high level. Believe me, if I, I can cast a level, I four, DM'd a game of D and D last night with very high level characters. So now I'm like trying to remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a three D ten, three D ten, and it will be half of whatever this is. Let's get some high rolls. I want some high rolls. Let's go. High rolls. Let's go. That's not terrible. But... That's not bad. <clears throat> Um, so that is eight thunder damage. And then save that. So you hear this thrumming that is echoing throughout these stone corridors that you are in as Blibble flashes away, kind of uh, temporarily stunning Scoria with this successful feint. Also, I believe if I can mm-hmm. still do it as a bonus action, mm-hmm. you'll hide behind that rock. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll stealth. Oh, and that's funny. I'm invisible. Well, it makes sense too because the thunderstep capitalizing yeah. on the you know distraction and then hopefully losing track completely of where mm-hmm. where uh, Blibble went. A hundred percent, and all of that sound probably muffled any noises you would have made as well. Mm-hmm. Gawkhead, you're up. Oh, all right. Apologies for what's about to happen. But uh, Gawkhead moves right up behind Nameless. While Nameless is uh, swinging at Scoria, Gawkhead eerily pulls his hand out with its creepy undead skin and takes his cold, dead finger and he pokes Nameless in the shoulder. (laughs) And he gives him resistance. Ah. Wow, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. You're you're poking people. You can't just go around poking poking people people. saying you have to apologize. Now, just smelly. Just so you know, because this is your first time playing D&D, this is another right. concentration spell. So if okay. you cast resistance, it will drop the enfeeblement that you prior you cast on Scoria in the prior round. You can only oh, have does? one concentration. Yeah, you can only have one concentration active at a time. You could cast like other spells as long as they're not concentration spells. Oh, okay. Well, we definitely want to keep the enfeeblement. So uh, anyway, yeah. Gawkhead pokes nameless says, I, I, I got your back. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> well, hold hold on now. You, you can keep that for the RP. But do you want to keep more distance from Scoria? <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, okay, uh, okay. We'll stay right here. We've got because uh, there's other spells that I got that require touch that uh, if in case the nameless needs a heal or something like that. So I guess uh, it's, you know after the poke, you toll. Uh, you know we're doing toll of the dead on uh, on the scoria. I guess. Okay. Perfect. Boop. All right. Rud. Nameless is forget. overcome with a foul stench. 
They make a wisdom saving throw. I have Toll of the Dead on here as well. Do I just click that? Yeah. Yes. So they only got a 10, so they do take the full damage. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a little low. Yeah. So that's, that's a three. <sighs> a total of, th- of three hit points. Yeah, your little bell dings. Wong. <laughs> and you just hear Scoria chuckle. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Levian laughed at. <laughs> and then goal. it is his turn. He is going to conjure another wall of fire. It's 60 feet long, 20 feet high, one foot thick. And this wall of fire, as it appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, a creature will take a bunch of fire damage or half the successful um, on a or half as much damage on a successful save. One side of the wall selected by you when you cast a spell deals that damage. If you end your turn, and he's going to put it exactly where he put it before. Like, and actually, he probably says this. He's like, trifling worm. And puts the wall of fire here. So, um, you choose which side emanates it. So, we'll do the outside. Which means, sorry, each creature within its area. Okay, so both Gawkhead and Nameless make the deck save, but then after the wall appears, only uh, anybody that's within the wall's sphere of influence on Nameless's side has to repeat that deck save if you end your turn there, within 10 feet of that side. Um, so you won't, have to, you won't have to repeat the save next time. Oof, a six and a seven. And then this is some high rolls for a 21 fire damage. And he he's actually like shrieking in anger as he like casts this wall of fire um on the on the two people he can see um kind of like 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 you see the smoke beginning to choke Bertha as he says this too and he goes come out blibble where are you and this you see this fire erupt as nameless and gawked both take 21 points of fire damage gawked oh. you tumble on the other side of this firewall and see it just like this opaque wall of surging fire ahead of you but nameless it is your turn uh nameless will move around to get out of the wall of fire mm-hmm. and i will bonus action um use second wind to heal um a little bit 
Oh, fantastic. Wow, for five. <laughs> so whopping five. Um, and then take another swing. And I crit. Ooh! <laughs> I was very mad. I'm <laughs> very mad. 20. Yes. And deal uh, and, 22 damage. And you're a half orc, so your crits are especially potent, are they not? Uh, I'm a full orc, so no. I have a different. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. For 22 points of damage. Yeah, you see Nameless like. You see the anger grip him as he strikes down. Oh my gosh, I keep making these little. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I was like trying to click on the thing. Couldn't couldn't get it to go. And you see Nameless deal a hearty blow to Scoria with the greatsword kind of ringing out. He's been buffeted by flames, completely pantsless, but still brave as he stands down or stares down this Afridi. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? Actually, I think Uh, that was your bonus action in your action. Okay. Yeah. Bertha is up. Bertha's going to, like, inspired by your action, she's like, good one, friend, and strikes out twice with her great axe. Uh, The first one misses. With an 11, and the second one misses with a 9. She readjusts her grip and kind of is like, I'll get him on the next one. This <laughs> 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 is sweat. My, my hands are sweaty. This thing's letting off a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. heat right now. <laughs> Blibble, it's your turn. Blibble, uh... Blibble says nothing. Oh, when he, this time, no, no taunting, just hopefully, <laughs> just, just immediately <laughs> doing some, uh, some um, agonizing blast. Yeah. Poking out from the rock. Um, let me go here and get this metal rules. Bang. 19 is 19. a hit. Ooh, that's going that. Um. Cool. Uh, then it's plus four for a total of twelve damage. Six. Ooh. Oh, amazing! For a total of eighteen damage. That's the first one, (laughs) and that's only the first. I feel like Blibble also too. Like when he pops out, he wanted to be like, "I'm right," but then stops himself. You know, (laughs) thinks better Mm -hmm. of it right before casting these out. Ooh. Ooh, 24. A 24 is also a hit. I thought so. Ooh, good brawls. Let it go, Blibble. Let's yeah. go. Get some For revenge. Work 14. out some issues. <laughs> yep. I just hit up. I don't know why I'm not just hitting up to do the same roll again. Is it? You gotta hit it up again. No, it's because it wants to do the attack damage. Weird. 1d6. Not as crazy, but I'll still take it. That's 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 a good that's some okay. good rolls. Listen, listen. Um it, it it all counts. So that's for an additional 17 damage. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then attempts to hide again. Behind the rock. <laughs> attempts to hide. 
Yeah, you gotta hide. You gotta hide. You gotta. Not not so great that time. Yeah, as you pop out and both of your Eldritch Blasts collide with Scoria, he hisses in rage. And as you try to duck down behind that rock again, you can tell his eyes are now fixed upon you as he's like, you little worm. Shit. Gawkhead, <laughs> you're up. So uh, this fire, it's, it's like directly in front of Gawkhead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I pay, if I walk through it, I I take more damage. Yes. Yes. Um. So if you end your turn within ten feet of that side or inside the wall, then you take damage. And if you enter the wall for the first time, you take damage. Um. Okay. So, so if, if, you, if, if you I stay where I'm at, it, I will, I'll clear it. You you won't have to you won't have to roll again if that makes sense. Okay. Oh, but this is concentration, so it has to make con saves for the. Oh, it's very good at those. Um, for the damage it's taken thus far, which was okay. So it's going to make some con saves. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just trying. I'm basically. I'm. Dry, I have two choices. I'm either going to back up ten mm-hmm. feet, like here, or I'm going to try to go here if I'm able to. Okay. I don't know. So it needs to be an eleven on the attack from uh, from Nameless, and then it needs to be to ten on the two attacks from Blibble. So it makes the first one, it makes all of them. So the wall of fire does remain in play as you're just like pelting this thing with, with, you know, attacks and you see the, the, the smoke even starting to dissipate and thin as your attacks are effective. The wall of fire still remains as this thing is able to concentrate on keeping it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so right now, right where I'm standing is unsafe. I have to move 10 feet away, right? Which would be like right no, here. No, the only, the wall of fire only comes from one side. So where you are is actually fine. You can stay there. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I try to go through to where a nameless is, I'll take a, a damage hit, right? Yeah, you'll have to make a deck save. Okay. And right, you'll take that damage one time, and then you'll, you'll be free of it. Uh, all right. I will, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm stuck uh, right here. So I guess we'll just do another, you know, Gawkhead will just do another Toll of the Dead, which I think I have uh, right here. Pew. I think for Toll of the Dead, you actually have to be able to see the enemy. And because oh. the firewall is opaque, you can't. One could argue that he can see through the shimmering of flames, perhaps. <laughs> One could argue. Actually, actually. And perhaps actually. maybe, I don't know, you could make him roll to see if he can even cast it or something. Well, shit. Um, yeah. I, I guess, um, damn, I'm not certain what the, I mean, I guess. I'm no DM. I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, somebody here who's saying stuff. Uh. <laughs> it does specify that it's an opaque wall in the spell, Max. Oh, okay. 
right. Intense fire. <laughs> because it wants to force you to walk through it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so uh, Nameless will be able to hear Gawkhead going, I can't see anything. Where is it? What's going on? What is <laughs> happening on the other side? I don't see nothing. Hello? And my turn is over. <laughs> With that, it is Scoria's turn. Scoria sees Blibble again. And in his rage, hurls two motes of fire at him. Does it affect the firewall at all? Uh, no, because it's not a concentration spell. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just hurl flame. Yeah. Okay. For a nine, what is that roll? That was pathetic. <laughs> Losing your touch, Scoria. What's the matter? Haven't <laughs> latched to enough strong people. <laughs> yeah, you see the two motes of flame kind of crash on the rocks around you, and he hisses and shrieks again. Nameless, it's your turn. That's all he can do on this round. <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. Nameless will use uh, bonus action to fighting spirit to give himself advantage on the mm-hmm. attacks. Five HP and bonus HP, and then we'll take a swing for seventeen. For 17, that's a hit. Okay. For 13 more slashing. 13 more slashing damage. Yeah. He shrieks as like in anger and rage as your sword cleaves him in two and his attacks are missing. Bertha, inspired by your example, strikes out twice with her great axe. For a 26, that's better. And the second one's a miss, but the first one hits for an additional, that's good, uh, 15 slashing damage, kind of taking advantage of of this creature's frustration to get a little bit of her pot shots in where she can. That's an additional 15. You see Scoria begin to become desperate as he is engaged in a battle that he is losing. Um, Needs to make two con saves as well. Makes the first one. And makes the second one. Keeping that wall of fire up. Blibble, it is your turn. Nice. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Ready? It's going to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw some you Eldritch Blast. Yeah, I want to do some Eldritch Blast. Mix it up. What about some Blasting Eldritch? Yeah. How about we blast the Eldritch power this time? As opposed, <laughs> in an agonizing fashion. Let's do it. He stalls. In an, ag- while, in an agonizing fashion. Yeah. Bam! That's the first one. Ooh, not so great on that one. It's a 10. I roll. I don't think I have any advantage right now other than just revenge. Does that count as advantage? 
<laughs> um, let me see. Uh, you can check a rule block book. No, revenge doesn't count as a okay. No, revenge doesn't. Looking, I'm looking through the rules. The other one. Hey, it's a twenty. And I don't see revenge counting as the dirty as as you know. But that's just yeah. I'm look. I'm looking at revenge. I appreciate you checking. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you have you have to. Oh my god! Look at the damage I rolled. (laughs) (laughs) No, I rolled a one. (laughs) You're too busy (laughs) for damage. Roll the one for damage, not for the ability to hit. It's, a very it's still a five, picture. yeah. It's still a five, yeah. Uh, right. It's a five right now, and then roll. The is getting D6. wrecked right now. Jeez. Ah. Mm-hmm. Aha! An additional five, so ten damage. Yeah. <laughs> it deflects your first uh, eldritch blast with a clawed hand, and as the claw comes down, the second one nails it in the face for an additional ten damage. He hisses but like you know can't do anything to you on this turn Gakhead yep. you're up hide 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 I gotta roll my stealth <laughs> you do it every time roll your stealth it's my the thing. fire is still there Eight. the fire's still out he has to make another con save roll an 18 <sighs> the fire's Damn. still there oh my gosh <laughs> He is I mean, very yeah. outnumbered. He if thought Scorpio he would join moved. him. He's keeping you in timeout. Here's a question, the genuine question, mechanically, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. D and D, and you can kind of do whatever as long as like it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, if Scorpio hasn't moved, and he knows that Scorpio hasn't moved, he could technically just cast the same way that he did. Yeah, the first you time could try. You could try to hit, especially like hearing the sounds of combat. You can definitely try to you heard use the hiss, a you know? ranged spell attack against a creature you can't see. You just roll with disadvantage. Um, the reason you couldn't do Toll the Dead is because Toll the Dead specifies that you have yeah, to see the creature. But if it's component. something that you can just aim, like I think like like Ray of Frost or Ray, maybe even Ray of Sickness, I have to look at the spell. But a lot of them, like, you just roll. You would just roll with disadvantage because you can't see the target. But you could still attempt to. Something to consider if you don't have anything else. Because then it's at least an attempt. 100%. This is a creature within range for Ray of Sickness. Yes, which means you just roll um, your ranged attack. And you just do so at disadvantage because you're trying to hear where it is. You're kind of just, it's guesswork. It's more something to think about if you have no other options. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Especially since you're not, you're not like a up close melee characters and mainly casting yeah. for you. So if you don't have an option with other spells that you'd normally use, whatever you can try to do, it's better than just sitting there being like, ah, I can't do nothing. You know, I was going to role play going to search for treasure and some of those crates on the, on the, I'm not telling there. you what to do. You do what makes sense for your character. <laughs> that's literally was, I, that's literally what I was getting ready to do. Like, God, can just kind of goes to this crate and start searching. But <laughs> if I can do an attack that I will try to do an attack, just making sure your character has knowledge that he already would have being himself you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i'm just trying to think totally like how many spells do i have because I, I don't think the stain actually keeps track mm-hmm. of how many spells right you have to keep that in your own head yeah um, um there is I, like a little dots to mark them off i want to say like on your main sheet it's a terrible system um. i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> once again we're not sponsored by rule 20 so we can say that Thank um yeah yeah, because it, it keeps track of your 
channel divinity and your divine power on the main sheet. But then for your spell slots on the spell page, wait, does it keep track? Okay, okay, yeah. So there's like a, it'll say slots total on the left-hand side, and then it says slots remaining on the right-hand side. Um, and you can manually like kind of tick them down to mark that like you, like what you used and what you haven't used. Um, also, since I usually do Eldritch Blast, I don't have to keep track as much. I could basically be like, yeah, I'll only use like one or two, you know, actual spells. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well. <sighs> uh, Do you like I'm more time to think many. about this? No, no, no. It's fine. I, we can use. Um, I'm pretty sure I have at least one. So. Um, I guess I'll just yeah, try I th- that. I'm pretty sure you have at least one too, especially yeah. for um, your uh, level two spells. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, for your level two spells, I know you've definitely only used Ray of Enfeeblement, so you should have yeah. two of those left because you haven't used Keeper's Vault or no, Gentle Repose. So you have but two you of also- those left. And so you can use like Ray of Sickness and use a second level spell slot. Just because it's a first level spell doesn't mean you can't cast it at a higher level. Right. So if there's like yeah. a, if there's a if there's a level one spell you want to use, but you don't have a level one spot or a level one spell slot, you can cast it at the second level. All right. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to use uh, I'll definitely use Ray of Sickness on this fight, like right now. I'll okay. wear you know, got you know, like. Whatever, uh, here's the hiss, you know, and here's Nameless Swinging. He remembers where he cast last time, so let's give it a shot here, you know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> see what it's. Um, and I don't know if it actually has a thing or not. Do I have to roll? What do I have to roll? Do I just roll to hit um, first? It'll be the plus six on the main page. So not on the spell ah. page, but on your main character sheet. It, yeah, Ray Sickness is there. Do I just click that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boink. Yeah, you, <laughs> nameless. You see, like a scintillating beam kind of come out of the firewall and like stop short, like just a few feet short of where Scoria is, kind of like going, going wide as it's like shot <laughs> with like kind of wild guesswork of where he might did I, be. Did I hit it, nameless? Did I get it? <laughs> Yeah, it's dead. You you got it. <laughs> I take that, you bastard! <laughs> um, this is hilarious. Actually, it's actually hilarious. As this happens, and you hear like, "Yeah, it's dead." Scoria assumes. A gaseous form. Um, yeah, he turns like you see him become less corporeal as he kind of rides this line between planes and becomes like this this gaseous creature, uh, basically granting him resistance to any non magical damage, and he then like easily immune to fire damage you would all notice now passes through uh the fu- the wall of fire 
in the back to Gothhead. Uh, you do get an op attack, nameless. Bertha also gets an op attack, but like I said, he is resistant to non magical damage. So they go um, gaseous before they move, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six slashing, slashing. or six? Yeah, I guess it would be half, six. right? Bertha does um, seven. Are you so rolling it's... for Bertha? Can we not see the rolls for Bertha for some reason? No, I'm doing it on D and D Beyond because that's where her character sheet is uh... housed. Because <laughs> I, okay. I go between both of them, so it's still a total of thirteen. Or yeah, for for your for your damage. Um, Bringing him down to, what is that, 32? Yeah. Your, both of your blades, like, strike true, but you notice, like, with the thin, wispy nature of it, it's like trying to fight a cloud. It, like, sort of slips through the wall of fire effortlessly, reaching Gawkhead on the other side and says, it's not too late, Gawkhead. I know my methods may be cruel. But you and I, we can come to an understanding. I can offer you more than a bomb for your condition. I can offer you much more. You seem like a smart businessman. Let us do business. And that's going to go. His I'll turn. see him. <laughs> Not dead. Nameless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very much not dead. You realize this now close towards you. Very much not dead. <laughs> Does he have to make concentration checks on getting hit by our attacks or the firewall? Yes, yes. The firewall is immune to fire damage, so that doesn't do anything, but you are correct. No! <laughs> yes. Well, lawyer Dan, well, lawyer indeed. <laughs> The DM shrieks in <laughs> sadness as it has yeah. been lost. You see, like, yeah, you see the firewall fall as it's almost like desperately trying to barter with Gawkhead. Gawkhead maybe doesn't realize the desperation because Gawkhead is also scared. But nameless, you would see that it is now sort of bartering for its existence on this plane, at least, seeking not to be banished from whence he came. And the wall of fire descends. Nameless uh, will sneak up behind it slowly while it's distracted by talking. And <laughs> will use his last fighting spirit to get advantage. And then we'll take a swing. Oh, shit. Nice. That's a hit? That's just 18. I'm pretty sure you slashing damage. Perfect. Oh, and he'll do an action surge to swing one more time. Oh, shit. That's or, another hit. Oh, shit. Uh, 11 more slashing. Um, so eight and it five. It hisses. Yeah, it hisses again. Oh, yeah, it hisses as you're like buffeting its gaseous form with these hits. Um, I'm trying to. I think that's I think that's right, Math. Um, but you notice your axe attacks are less effective 
as it's it's like the mists kind of swirl around you, it still is pleading for its life in some ways. And it actually turns to you now, Nameless, and says, Do you seek to rejoin your tribe? I could I could help you with that. And you hear Bertha say, Enough, and come forward and also strike twice. Um, I'll go oh, ahead shit. and do these on this because it's a, actually a plus seven as well. So for oh. one, oh. only one hit. Hold the 22 on the first one and then 11 on one, the second attempt, by the way. Really hard to get listeners. Plus four. Oh, that's good. So 13 for another six damage as her great axe the first time you know, going wide, clattering against the stones. The, the creature chuckles and she says, enough of your nonsense and hits him on the backswing. Blibble, it is your turn. You see a, a greatly yeah. weakened, right. gaseous scoria, thin wisps of smoke, barely holding a human form, like pleading for its life from your party companions in this cave. Um, Blibble sensing Scoria's uh, weakened state and um, desperation will move up here the extent of the 30 feet that he can move and strike out with two agonizing blasts in a very surprising fashion mm-hmm Twenty-five is a hit. Roll your damage. Or plus another four would be eight. Yep. And another four. Well, which leaves it with one HP. (laughs) But he has another cost. And just think about this blibble. Think about what you're doing. I have. It's time to be done with you. (laughs) Son of a bitch! Why can't the (laughs) dice just go along? (laughs) Yeah. The... As you're like, as you like, your rage overtakes you. You, it almost gets the better of your tactical advantage. Now, this is going to be a little lawyery <laughs> and you can totally uh-huh. tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah. But is it possible that, it, you know, I did the first attack that hit uh-huh. and I invoke fury of the small. Yes, it's larger than you. That's right. It is. Is much larger than you. You can invoke yep. Fury of the you Small. You can cause the attacker spell to deal extra damage to the creature. The extra damage equals your level. <laughs> With an extra five damage, <laughs> it dies. Yep. So, so maybe it's out of frustration. Speak, yeah. Yeah. The first <laughs> one hits it and kills it, and the second one is just honestly blibble, just shooting at a dead creature at that point. <laughs> That's what As you the get, bitch! Of smoke dissipate. 
and it is defeated <sighs> once and for all. <sighs> Exit initiative order. I hate that guy. <sighs> 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 <laughs> kind of like catches his breath. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Okay, looks at Good job, everybody. Like, job. It, 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 yeah, you saw that it wasn't dead. Yeah. I mean, it is now, but it wasn't when it when you said it was dead. It wasn't standing like right there. <laughs> the tribes have always warned to not make deals with these creatures. They never end well. <clears throat> That's why they don't. <sighs> was, that, was that the reason you act all weird? <sighs> he says towards who, the doctor. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you, numbnuts. <sighs> uh, <sighs> the reason we're even here. Not even supposed to be here. He tried to convince you, didn't he? I was here for the gold. Oh, he um, like kind of just like mumbles to himself. Has <laughs> got Blibble, us all killed. <laughs> as Blibble catches his breath and mumbles himself about how Gawkhead's greed nearly destroyed and killed all of them, that'll be where we take our break. We'll be right back. Stretch your legs, get some water. When we come back, we're going to conclude our final episode with this crew. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. You all gain 7,200 experience points as Blibble's former patron is dispatched from this plane for now. Yeah. And in fact, seven. as you are sort of contemplating the smoking remains, Blibble, Bertha like claps like a hand on your shoulder and is like, you did it, friend. But uh, I think we should scatter his remains far from here. I... I've been thinking about how you were able to bring me back to the plane of the living or why spirits are able to manifest here so easily. And I think there is something about erroneous teeth in this place that we are that allows the souls and those departed to be here longer than otherwise. I don't think you would have been able to resurrect me from the dead any other way. Um, mm. Yeah, I think we should take these ashes and dispense of them far from here in a running river so that he can no longer come back to this plane so easily. Or reassume I agree. His form. I I don't want to deal with him ever again if I can with, with, within my life. I, I'd love to say he's gone forever, but uh, I don't think that's the case. It's gone to a different plane for now. 
As she says this, she like, with a gloved hand, sorts through the smoking ashes and then pulls out a magenta-colored glass bottle that is wider on one end and thin on the top. She regards it for a moment and then hands it to you, Blibble. She put the ashes in there. Um, no, actually, as you examine it, you notice it was like amongst uh, Scoria's effects. All right, Blue takes it and goes, Back at this. Examines it. Yeah. You obtain an ever-smoking bottle. This is a stoppered bottle that, if you are to remove the cork, emits a thick black smoke that fills a 60-foot radius. Everything in this cloud's area is heavily obscured, and the cloud remains for uh, as long as the bottle is open and grows in 10 feet as long as the bottle is unstoppered until it hits a maximum radius of 120 feet. Closing the bottle requires you to speak its command word, and you can choose what that command word is once it's closed, the cloud disperses after 10 minutes. A moderate wind can also disperse the smoke. And I can give you that uh, text block in Discord. I was going to say, yeah, if you, I was typing and then I was like, what if you just gave me that text block? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. The safe word. You is. will also see. Scory the bitch. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Made of human bones. Dice. Amongst okay. the ash and effects. Human bone dice? Mm-hmm. And Gawked, as you go to roll the dice, you realize something with something that fills you with pleasure. Oh. Whatever number you are imagining is what the dice always roll. Oh. <laughs> you obtain the charlatan's dice. Whatever number <laughs> you think of in your mind, if you roll, you know, as you, as you put them in your dice cup and roll, if you imagine an 18, you see three sixes on the die. Like, whatever, whatever number you imagine is what they roll every single time. Oh, goody. And I, I assume they all see that I have these dice now? Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> that's nice. So yeah, Gawkhead definitely takes that and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very excited. Also, you know, while we're all standing around, he is kind of just kind of glancing. You know, he looks kind of distracted because he keeps looking over where that pile of treasure, wondering if Scoria's death or whatever has done something to all that gold over there. <laughs> um, and uh, wait, so are you are you wondering, do you go and touch the gold again? No, 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 not touching. Just kind of uh, looking, dude. Yeah, if he's, he's looking just seeing, at it. All right, just sit, just kind of like curious. will immediately interject and be like, don't even think about 
I know exactly what's going on up there. Don't go in that cave. Don't jeopardize all of our lives again. Have you not learned your lesson? Those kobolds are still in there, you dummy. Well, yeah, maybe uh, now that the, the entity is gone, maybe it's not uh, cursed anymore. Just a thought, you know, besides. You just kicked the hell out of a smoke monster. What are the, what are the little kobolds going to do to you? <laughs> I, 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 I just, uh, I mean, a little joke there, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna roll dice to see everybody. if we go or not? <laughs> you understand you almost got everybody killed. <laughs> well, hold on now. I believe that thing was more uh, your thing that was hunting you. It was fixated on you, not us. And it got the opportunity to try to exact its revenge because your dumb self listened to it. I didn't listen to nothing. I followed the gold. And who put the gold there, stupid? I'm sorry, but in the thought process, Smoke Demon wasn't the first thing that popped in my mind about who put some gold somewhere. Can you Does your greed have something to do with your current condition? <laughs> Perhaps, yes, maybe. I don't like to talk about it, but... Uh... Yeah, you know, I, uh, long time ago, long, yada, yada, long story short, uh, I might have upset another entity. <laughs> you know, Scoria said something to you. You failed in your task. What was that about, huh? Wait, there was a moment? You guys heard something like that? I thought that yeah. was all in my head. I think they said it. Yeah, he said it out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, well. <sighs> what? Originally, <laughs> when he talked to you, he did so psychically, but the second time was a lot more desperate, and he thought he had the cover of the wall, but the wall fell because he had like lost his concentration uh, on it. Okay, all right. So that very last bit where he was like pleading, you know? <sighs> If you take too long to, to respond, he says, like... Oh, I said, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Scoria brought you here, didn't he? He wanted you to get me here. Hateful creature. Because I rid myself of him. And got something better. That's the thing with Scoria, and you strike a, a, a bargain or a pact with something like that, it's nice at first. They don't care about you. You're just a means to an end. What did they give you? Or did they promise you something? Something you really wanted. He, like, looks at you. Yeah. Without saying it, like, basically acknowledging, like, like, I know what they 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 dangled in front of your 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 head. Glockhead's not going to talk about that, but he is going to acknowledge. Well, I uh, clearly uh, helped, did I not? So uh, the only thing that brought me here was gold. Maybe I like it a little too much, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being rich. 
When are you going to learn? Doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're not alive to spend the gold. Well, I don't like being the pawns of others. I'd rather die trying to be rich than live in squalor. But trying to get that, those golds and those riches, you became a pawn of somebody else. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> we should go. Nobody's pawn. It's dead. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not very smart, but I even I can tell you are not dumb. You are pretty dumb. <laughs> I love that you stumbled <laughs> on your words. <laughs> I'm not very it smart, but better. even I, I, you're a dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it made it even better. Yeah, as you say these words, nameless. Um, Bertha finishes with a gloved hand, kind of gathering the scattered ash into a small leather pouch. She ties it tightly and kind of hangs it at her belt. And there's only one piece of the corpse remaining on the floor. She nudges it with her foot kind of towards you, Nameless. And you see a double-bladed scimitar, the one wielded by Scoria, sitting on the ground still smoking with the heat from his Afridi sort of hand wielding it, but otherwise, like, inert. Nameless um, bends down to pick up the weapon to see if it's of good quality. Yeah, it is. It's not magical in nature, but it is a martial weapon, and it allows you... So if you make an attack with the scimitar as part of the attack action on your turn, you can use your bonus action to make a melee attack with it. So it basically allows you to attack twice. Hmm. Not magical in nature, but sharp. And in fact, as you're holding it, you realize that the flame-like quality it had before when it had almost cut Blibble in half was from the gin itself and not from the blade. The blade is of, of just very simple, sharp, good metal. This good, this mine. That's, I mean, that seems fair. Kicked ass. They're nameless. Good job. Thank you, by the way. All of you. Except for, well, I mean... There was one that uh, was responsible for all of this in the first place. But, um, we should get out of here. <laughs> Unless he wants more gold. I'll fuck him. If he wants more gold, he's going to die in there. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Let's complete the task that we were assigned to do. You were paid already, Unless Gakken. Unless you want to stand here and continue to insult me. You were paid already, Gakken. I'm going to be honest. As far as being the leader of this uh, outfit, I released you from your contract. I'll deal with it later. You want to stay with the group? Go for it. But you're a liability. 
Go get your gold. No. Very well. <laughs> He's not going back in there, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, something to note with the scimitar, Dan, um, it is a little bit of a homebrew scimitar. So uh, it deals, instead of dealing 2d6 like your great sword, it deals 2d4. But normally with a scimitar on the extra attack, you only deal 1d4. This one always deals 2d4 damage every single time. Okay. So it's a downgrade in damage over the great sword, but an upgrade in that you can attack twice with it when you use it um, to, or when you attack with it as part of an attack action. So it doesn't work on op attacks, but it does work on <laughs> if you just attack with it. Okay. Unless there are any objections. He clearly doesn't care about what we're doing here. And we got here because of him, which nearly killed us all. Mm. I don't see a reason for him to stay with us. As you say this, Blibble, I think Bertha will speak up and be like, Blibble, if you return to the guild with one of your party missing, you will be held accountable. You know that, right? Oh, blame you. You said it yourself. You're the leader. I'd rather be able to actually return. We nearly almost died, all of us. You again? Because of his greed. I agree. I just... You seem proud of your standing. She kind of gestures towards your two stars. I don't want to see them sanction you for abandoning him out here. He goes back and tells them, snitches, and we know he's not trustworthy. <laughs> a snitch about what? That his demon followed us here to murder us all? And that I was uh, drawn by the ideal of loot in a cave? You are fine. I will happily go back to where the goblins were and fix the uh, death flowers as I promised, nameless. In honor for you sticking around and helping me in that cave, and I will take my leave. Is it necessary for me to follow you around? I believe the task is done. The beast is dead, and whatever is happening with the cave, well, I'm sure it's already has something to do with whatever this was. I have fulfilled my task. So we'll walk square up to you, and like, he's looking up. Well, actually, you're a little bit taller than him. You walk square Slightly. up to you, like, you betrayed us. You betrayed me. You want to say all these words to the rest of them and make yourself feel better? Go ahead. You're not getting past me. It's up to you. What do you want to do? I know I can't trust you. You want to go get your gold? Maybe there's more gold where we're going. I don't know. <laughs> she does have a point. I get in trouble. But at this point, again, it's about weighing staying alive versus trying to chase more gold. At this point, I'd rather just try to stay alive. And you, with your presence here, with the rest of the group, you jeopardize that. He's just staring you down. I'm going to roll for intimidation as well. Ah. Oof. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> 
He's dead serious. And he's talking to you right now. You get the sense about him that like, if you fuck up one more time, he'll kill you himself. So this is, he's giving you an out. Like, are you able to stay in line or do I have to worry about you? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, is he asking, like, do, you, do, you want, do I want to continue with the party, or uh, is this, like, do I, do I take off? Kind of thing. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I don't know. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, Gokhead will look back at you, but, uh, you know, obviously, it's Gokhead, so <laughs> he's a little, uh, a little nervous in his eyes, of course. Um, but, uh, again, still, you know, I still don't know what you're talking about, betrayal. It's just gold. I don't know what the big deal is, but... Uh, Listen, if you want me to join, you've already been paid, I will stay. But if you don't, if your answer is get moving, I will happily do so. He's like looking at you, looks at Bertha for a second, like just trying to get a read on her face. Yeah. You, yeah, trying to get a read on her face, you notice two things. One is that she's impressed with you. Like you're exhibiting a lot of leadership and presence and she's like, she notices that you've grown from this experience. But the second thing you read on her face is pity for Gawkhead. Like you notice like she feels bad for him. Um, the way one would for Gollum from Lord of the Rings, like that type of, you know? Yeah. Can't just leave him, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. All right. He looks at that, uh, uh, you know, puts his gaze back to you and says, Fine. She's right. More trouble if I leave you out here. If I sense anything going wrong with you, I will kill you myself. And that is a threat. Now let's go do what we need to do and be done with it. Fine. Where are those beasts at? Do they still are they still around? <laughs> Nameless, do you see them? He's like looking. Mm-hmm. You see the oh. beast some distance away, spooked by the sounds of battle, but still there. Do any of you have pants? <laughs> that's forgot. it that's the end of the show <laughs> yeah oh my god you I see, forgot you don't have any pants on yeah he's done this entire fight in his underwear <laughs> like the entire thing which so is great. hilarious um yeah. You between all of you managed to procure some pants for nameless. Yeah. You make your way slowly and you know the the group is not as joyous as it was before, maybe a little more somber towards this pinnacle camp. As you make your way further up into the reaches of the mountains, Bertha finds a glacial spring and scatters the ashes in the water, hoping to rid them of their power. You're all relieved to see these strange cairns kind of fade into the distance behind you and leave the 
unsettling environment of this funereal canyon. And as you reach the upper altitudes of the mountains, you're met with fresh mountain air and just feel like you're brand new people bathed in the sunlight as you ascend. It's cold, but even the cold feels refreshing. You can hear birds again nesting, nesting amongst the trees. And even more importantly, you see the odd animal here and there, little squirrels and other creatures, skinks going about their business. And it is a far cry from the horrors of the undead that you faced in the canyon down below. When you reach the pinnacle camp, the task before you is so simple compared to the labor you undertook before. You're able to wrap it up rather quickly. With ease, one could say. The matter is a simple one. One person within the camp was creating trouble, wanting to stoke the, the flames of war by simply paying some of the people of the town to hide out in the mountains so that they could claim that the work at the forge, the blacksmithing forge, had come to an end, come to a stop, or slowed down at least, seeking to line their own pockets by getting a cut of mercenary squads that would have to be bought off to help kind of create this conflict between uh, the Meridian Company and your township. You gather this information, as well as maybe uh, the names of some of the people that you believe are involved. Make your way back, having successfully solved this rather elementary mystery. Quick cut to Blibble. Give me the names! I want the names! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> As you return to Lofton, the city looks different from the backs of your, of your pack beasts. It looks smaller somehow, especially for you, Blibble, having overcome this great personal venture of yours. You see Marin again, happily doing a shift at the guild counter. She takes your paperwork from you. And as she does and stamps it, she says, So, um, do you want to put in any of your party members for guild endorsement? <laughs> Theoretically, this would allow you to become a one-star guild member. Well, not you, but your two party members. The only one I would endorse would be Nameless if they wanted to. Godhead. Oh, wow, Absolutely nameless. Not. What do I write? Do I keep it blank? I do not wish to join any guild. Thank you very much. I figured as much, oh. but I wanted to give you the option. Why? You get free room and board. There's so many good bennies. The wild the provide Loxodon. everything that I need. Yeah, the Loxodon looks at you inquisitively and almost like impressed as you as you make this remark about the wilds. <gasps> so you just sleep out under the trees? Yes, nature is my bed. 
I lie in it every night. <gasps> Do you ever get I lonely? I have the animals, the stray traveler. I am content. Oh. Nameless, if you ever need any help, you can find me here in this in Lufthum. There's a former tannery that I uh, frequent. I know you're a pretty solitary guy, but if there's something I can do for you, I appreciate your help with me. That is most kind. I shall remember that if I ever need you. Marin then like side eyes Gawked and then whispers to you, but because she's an elephant person, her whispers are very loud. Is that one a bad one? Snow, <laughs> <laughs> not recommendation worthy. No, I would just recommend nameless. Any here's a more detailed um, description. Of uh, what part of my report here? And he just gives like a uh, like a something he scribbled like on the way back. It reads basically. He Godkid can't see it unless Marin reads it out, but it just goes. Would not ind- recommend for endorsement. Would strongly advise avoiding for future. You know, work untrustworthy, nearly compromised the mission, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just outlining what happened. <clears throat> Oh. And just tries to get some gold. So she, yeah. <sighs> Tell you what. This I mean, it's got a very, demon chasing It's very juicy drama. She like folds <laughs> it in half. And you brought back a second in command from the the Fed, the Federation of the FD. Wow, 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 wow. Oh yeah, this is Bertha. I miss out on one adventure and I <sighs> next time I'm coming with Blibble. This next is time one of the I'd good ones. Have you come with. I miss everything. I miss everything. Ugh. But you're doing good for yourself here. Mm, yeah, I'm trying. Mm. I rolled my ankle while you were gone. So they have me on desk duty. Yeah. Ah, Some shit, people think sucks. elephant people don't have ankles, but we do. So until it heals, I'm just here. But maybe on the next one, I'll come with you instead of. Yeah, you're well, uh, speaking of whatever, I'm uh, in the task at hand of completing this mission assignment for the guild. Uh, some of the. Uh, Payment was lost in the battle. Is there a uh, perhaps reimbursement of that? Perhaps. Oh, of course we have insurance forms. She pulls out like a big thick stack of paper and, and she hands it to Blibble. You just need your project and you know manager, your your sort of leader to uh, fill out the requisite paperwork. <laughs> I noticed exactly here in your did report you lose that there? this is uh, news to me, Godwin lost their pants um <clears throat> if you need a replacement for those like you'll be happy to replace them 
He was well, fighting. Losing your pants. The whole the time. He, he was fight. I was crazy. He was fighting with him. I forgot he was wearing pants. <laughs> Just butt cheeks flapping in the wind. <laughs> so They don't funny. flap. Oh, my. He fought very good, though. Very ferocious fighter. You can definitely get those replaced. We'll just need your counter signatures and some extra information on this forum blibble, as well as for any other materials or equipment damaged or lost during your expedition. Now make sure everybody gets what they're owed. No more, no less. There you go, Mr. Goathead. That'll be, uh, you know, blibble will handle it for you. You should see a reimbursement in anywhere from three to 18 days. <laughs> oh, well, fine, I guess. There was uh, the 250 that the gold, it was in the satchel that uh, we had to put back in the thing. It's all, it was all in one, one bag, everything, including the horn and the golden feather. Why did we have to throw it in there again? Yeah, it was cursed by the smoke demon thing. It was brought to Do us you by You remember home. Nameless? Why were we even in that cave to begin with? I can't even remember. It sounds, it's all foggy now to me, you know? I you remember? Thought some person said we need to go there, and we went there, and it turned out they were not nice. Both of us just looking at you. Could have happened to anyone. Anyway. The reimbursement, yes? You'll get with your own. No more, no less. Well then, I'm happy. <laughs> the tension could be cut with a knife. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Marin <laughs> notes the tension and is like, well, I have to get back to work. And just like, doesn't even leave the cage, just turns around <laughs> to, put her, to put her back to the three of you because she's so uncomfortable by the, <laughs> by the exchange between Gawket and Blibble. <laughs> she just like turns around and starts eating like a little sandwich. <laughs> Well, all right. Then Gawkhead looks at Blibble and says, uh, so is that it then? Are we done? Tom's done. Well, it's if been a anything pleasure. anything else from you, that's all I got for you. It's been a pleasure then, Blibble. Nameless, you have, uh, are definitely a creature of honor. Thank you. <laughs> Until our paths cross again. Oh, I hope they don't. Well, you never know what the future might hold. Goodbye, gentlemen. <laughs> For the audio listener, Berg scooched off frame in his chair ever so slyly. With a grin, a shit-eating grin, and his hands rubbed together in classic Gawkins style. Okay, now I do we have to come back, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that was the oh. best thing I've ever seen. 
so good. I'm upset at how good it was. Oh my gosh. Ooh. All right. And I think we'll going to end this episode a little early yeah. today yeah as he as he heads out i guess blue will just be like the rest of you guys you want to go uh, get a drink the bartha he had the last call when you were around right yeah the last call is a loftum institution i could definitely go for an ale yeah i need one let's go get drunk i'm sure you got all let's sorts of stories for adventures drunk. in your time Oh, yeah, I do. She claps like one arm on Nameless's shoulder and another on yours and heads towards the last call. As the tavern doors open, enveloping you with warm golden light and the sound of raucous cheer inside, three flagons are swung out onto the glossy bar, each thick with a head of foam rises up to welcome you into its meaty depths that'll be where we call a close to this adventure somewhere sadly Gawkhead sits alone (laughs) (laughs) I like to think it's like hey you know and then through the window outside Gawkhead's like (laughs) (laughs) I like it's like like this not like crying like Kermit like, <laughs> let's do some shout outs um uh, what are you up to this week where can people find you burke take it away oh uh you know you can find me at the <clears throat> at the burke black channel yeah just doing uh pirate <laughs> stuff on twitch uh i don't know they're freaking playing games and i don't know i guess <laughs> i guess me and gas are gonna do dead island uh coming up when it uh when it eventually comes out yeah. so looks like it's gonna be goofy fun so i hope uh I hope we all have a lot of fun with it fantastic max yeah um you can find me at gassy mexican um i'll probably be playing you said uh dead island 2 coming up i already played a little bit of it um for just like early access to it and a little sponsored thing but it it's pretty fun from what i've seen so it'll be good to do a co-op it's always nice when these kind of come through where you know what you're getting and then just uh i'm happy with it i think a lot of people you know these games they might criticize them and be like oh i expected so much more i'm just excited to get in there have a little little graphical update and cut people up <laughs> zombies and mess around with the crafting and stuff that'll be me burke <laughs> and some other friends i hope you enjoyed uh watching this episode it was great um there's gonna be a lot to talk about obviously i say that every time in the post show um gassy doesn't feel angry towards burke just so you know i know everybody <laughs> is, is aware <laughs> are you I'll not friends that in the main show we'll talk more yeah, about it done, i hope you enjoyed so it so much drama Maybe you'll see Blibble again. Maybe you'll see uh, uh, Gawkhead or Nameless in the future. Who knows? But for a while, this is the end of the story. Amazing. And Dan? Hi, I'm Dan's Gaming. Uh, tomorrow's 420, so I'll be playing our annual playthrough of Weed Shop 3. Um, it should be fun. <laughs> Very funny game, um, if you haven't seen it. And then Friday, I'll be checking out Dead Island 2 as well. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun playing D&D again, and this group was just amazing, and I loved every minute of it. So thanks for having me on. Ah, thank you so much for being on. It's, this group was absolutely chaotic and dark and creepy, and I loved it. Um, yeah, thank you so much for playing with me. I had a great time. I had a great time with this adventure. 
Um, we're going to take, I think, at least one week off, maybe two, uh, as we prep for our next cruise. So don't worry. This isn't the end of Last Call for Adventure. It's just until we meet again. As always, I'm your dungeon master, That Bronze Girl. You can find me everywhere at That Bronze Girl. And we will see you in the Patreon post show. Thank you so much for watching us and supporting us. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>